All right, everybody, this is Noam John. We're from Urban Digs. We're, we're talking Manhattan, John, but uh, we're talking it in a very different way today. It's uh, remote Manhattan, it is. So I, I think we're going to start out, um, I mentioned talking about the markets, but let's talk about the main markets right now, which are the credit markets, the equities markets, and let's just kind of get an overview of what's happening out there, and then we're going to dive in and talk about real estate. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, John. And I want, I want, you know, because usually we talk about real estate, and and let's just talk about the fact that um, this is a plumbing. This is this is a a a short term tremendous financing plumbing problem, you know. And if you look at the the economic machine, the global economic machine at the bicycle, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the the plumbing that we're talking about here is all those different gears that 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 um, make the chain go, you know. And, and there's a lot of different gears, and those gears kind of lock up, and those gears kind of seize up um, or stall. Um, and that's when you get big problems in the credit markets, and that's when you see credit spreads blowing out. Um, I did a piece on this, John, uh, about three weeks ago. I did a piece on this. If you go to YouTube um, and you go to uh, Urban Digs, um, right over here, I did a little piece saying watching credit spreads during stock sell-off a couple weeks ago, um, talking about this. And it's important that people understand because, you know, what's going on with the Federal Reserve and what's going on with all these liquidity injections. Um, and they're backstopping these, these markets. They're trying to make those, those gears turn. Um, Cause if those gears stop turning, we have a liquidity event. We have a credit event. Um, it could be a major one. It could be a cascading domino thing. I mean, think entire sectors, you know, what if, what if the whole airline industry goes, goes out? What if the whole hotel industry goes out? Right. You know, these are the negative ramifications that they're trying to stop. So when, when you look at all the bailouts so far, it's really been monetary, right? It's been monetary side bailout. We have yet to see the fiscal side, but the monetary- well, Let's just let's just clarify. So monetary, you mean the, the Federal Reserve is lowering the, 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 um, the interest rate that is charging banks to, to borrow from the Fed? Well, that's already down to zero. That was that's like, already down to zero, but that's the monetary side. Fiscal side means government giving money to people or government spending money on things directly. Yeah, but that, that, so, but yeah, but on the monetary side, there's still a whole bunch more that happened. They, they, they basically did right. a, a $1.5 trillion backstop on the, on the short-term repurchase markets, on the short-term financing markets, on those credit markets to make sure those wheels keep going. I don't mm -hmm. think the banks are taking them yet, but, but it's there for them to take, and I'm sure they will once those figures get open. Um, and I think the only goal of that whole monetary, it, it, was, it was major, and they're going to start QE. And they're going to start buying. So you got debt monetization. They're going to start buying assets out of thin air, printing money, so to speak. That's about to happen on a major scale for corporate bonds. They're doing mm -hmm. all these crazy things now. So they're doing all this. And I think it, it was really just to mitigate a credit event because everyone's now worried about a credit event, a major credit event that was just to exasperate this whole problem um, and make it from like, let's, build, let's, let's kill this virus problem um, outside of like, holy crap, let's not go into an economic depression problem. Right. So, so, they are trying to take off the table. All right, don't worry. We're not going to allow a major credit event. I still think there's going to be some credit events, and there's going to be some 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 ugly, you know, closings and bankruptcies and ramifications there. But I think they're trying to avoid that Lehman at this point even greater than Lehman style kind of credit event type of collapse here. So that's what's going on so far. And now we're about to kick it into the government side on the fiscal side, like you're saying, where they're going to start giving out money. And deferring taxes and bailouts and and we're we're about to find out it's gonna be any time now but um it's massive yeah it's massive trillions of two trillion three trillion that, that's our that's our guess we don't know if it's massive we assume it's massive um 
but I, mean, I think what you're seeing right now in the markets is mainly a liquidity event. Uh, people are basically selling what they can because there are a lot of there are a lot of funds. There's a lot of banks that are holding assets that are incredibly illiquid that they can't sell. So because they can't sell those, they are selling what they can and things that normally you wouldn't see going down are going down. So gold's getting hit. Um, treasuries are getting hit. Equities, of course, are getting hammered. It's just yeah. one of those. It's one of those things. Everything's just get. If you can sell it, you sell it. And let's just look at what what credit was showing. Again, we we talked about this video right here, watching credit spreads during a stock sell off, which explains this. I mean, you can go click on that under on YouTube Urban Digs. But if you look at this chart right here, yeah. this was where it was telling you. And we and this is you know February twenty seventh when we talked about it. Um, and look what, where we are now. Look at these credit spreads. And we said, oh, my God, if these credit spreads keep rising, it's just, it's just a bad, bad, bad sign. Yeah. So you're right. You're at this point right now where, where that's why you got the market selling off and treasury yields are, are rising. Usually it's the other way around, and that's all dislocated. So it's a little scary right now. Um, so I just wanted to explain to people what I think is going on is that we had the monetary side. And now we're about to have the fiscal side. And, and this is like everyone needs to come together at this point. I mean, um, Everyone, every, everything's shutting down. We expect it. I mean, for weeks or hopefully. I mean, the key is right now keep this shutdown as short as possible. What's the duration of the shutdown? Keep it as short as possible, right? And secondly, is is what's the duration until peak virus containment? And what's the yeah? These are and these are still some some major unknowns. And until there's a little more clarity on these, until we have uh, more broad-based testing and understanding of what's actually happening. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get any sort of any sort of direction in the markets until this is sort of clarified a little bit. Right. So, that's, so how is this impacting? It is a bummer. It is a bummer. But um, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have faith. We have amazing scientists in this in this country uh, across the world. Uh, everyone's trying to nail this thing right now. Um, I'm hopeful that the 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 um, ingenuity of these experts, these scientists, will are going to shine through, and just we're going to hopefully get something that's unexpected to help us mitigate this whole thing and, and wishing everybody well and safe. And, and that's number one. But um, yeah, so that's what's going on on the, on the, on the, under the hood kind of thing. Let's shift to um, Manhattan real estate. All right. Uh, you got Russ Putterman coming over here and uh, I, I like hearing Russ. He's going to dial in any minute. You know, you're just going to see him pop yeah. up over here. And I like Russ because he tells it like it is. He doesn't really BS anyone. He just, uh, it's, it's, everything's slowing down. It's going to slow down and nope, oh, he popped. Oh, there we go. Hey guys. Oh. Hey Russ, thanks for joining us. No worries. How you doing? All right. We're hanging in there, Russ. What, you, you tell us, man, what's what's going on in those front lines of Manhattan real estate? Tell everyone quickly who you are, how long you've been doing this, uh, approximately how much production you do, so people know that you you, you know you know what's going on out there, and uh, tell us what's happening on those front lines. Yeah. No. First of all, thanks guys for having me on. Uh, my name is Russ Putterman. I'm with Keller Williams in Manhattan. I've been in the business about 17 years done a lot of different things to continue to do from the investment and development world into the brokerage world on both the residential and commercial side. You know, we did about 50 million last year on our team. Um, and this is not the, uh, this is not the spring selling market that we expected. That's, that's for sure. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's clear what's happening, you know, uh, you know, in, in the world right now. And, you know, in the, as it relates to the real estate market, we have certainly a lot less activity um, that's that's happening out there. You know, open houses. You know, few people are coming to. Um, you know, we're, we're being really, really mindful with the, the buyers and the sellers that we're interacting with, whether it be 
uh, use you know proper hygiene and sanitization and 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 right. um, uh, and having good qualifying calls before we're meeting people to make sure mm -hmm. that you know nobody nobody has been you know traveling to any of these hot zones or been around somebody who's not well on both sides. So can I just can I just jump in? Let me ask the people that are coming to these open houses because I would think that. If you're going to an open house in this environment, you're probably pretty serious about making a play for something because this is really not the environment you want to just go out and you for know, sure. linger at open houses. So I'm curious, like the buyers that are coming through, are they like, I got to have a place or what's, what's the sort of uh, the demographic here? Yes, we're not getting people that are just, you know, out for a Sunday stroll for sure. I mean, there, there's activity still happening in the marketplace. I mean, I had a listing agreement signed over the weekend. I had a buyer sign a contract literally today. Mm -hmm. um, so, so things, things are still happening, you know, albeit much slower. So anyone who, anyone who is active is, 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 is very serious about, you know, where they want to be. I mean, people still need to buy and people still need to sell for, you know, for, for different reasons. I yeah. think anyone out there today that's looking, you know, just to sell to hit the top dollar, obviously is not doing that. Yeah. Hey, hey, Russ, are, are your sellers asking you to, um, not run open houses? Um, they actually haven't, um, you know, r right now, many of the units that we are representing happen to be vacant. Um, you know, so that's not an issue for them. Um, the other seller, the other sellers are just asking us to be, to be mindful about who's coming through. I again, the pre-qualification call is such a big deal. They're really making sure that we're doing that and we want to do it for the safety, you know, of both them and for the agents on our team, you know, right. making sure that people are people are protected. Right. And, and you just said you had a deal signed recently. Are you, I mean, first off, it's great to see the market functioning. I mean, that's, that's yeah. all we can hope for right now. We don't want a complete market shutdown. I sure. just did a search right here one week, right over here, contract sign. We got 157. So you're one of 157. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so my question is, 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 um, is there a noticeable negotiate discount going i mean there's got a little dislocation i don't know how much we can't tell where these deals are happening at are you noticing a little dislocation here and if so what, what sector is that in so a lot a lot of the deals that are going into contract now you know we're already in negotiation you know before this sort of you know got to the level that it that it is now um, yeah. ours believe it or not is actually over the asking price that i'm referring to um you know i think just like in any market, there's a supply and demand issue, right? So if people really want to be in a certain location or at a certain place, you know, real estate is a unique asset, you know, people, people will pay for it, even, even in, um, you know, a market where certainly there's a lot more buyer opportunity, you know, that exists. So, right. I think it's very dependent upon the deal. Well, so let me ask you this. Do, do you, do you see a situation in which, I mean, there, there's so many unknowns out there that it's almost impossible to speculate, but like, you know, one of the, one of the situations that I see could be sort of a, almost a buyer squeeze, which is that, you know, with the current environment we're in, I could, I can understand a lot of properties basically just coming off market and sellers holding off from listing because they want a little clarity on this. And there's still people in the buyer pool that have to act and suddenly inventory shrunk by 20%. You know, I, I don't know if that's the case, but I could kind of understand that might be a case if sellers are, are pushing off. And in that case, look, you're looking at an illiquid market and suddenly there's nothing to transact on. You might have to pay a premium for anything that looks good. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think that's a very, very interesting take on where on where the market is and where it might go. Um, you know, I, I think that certainly sellers that don't need to sell are not going to sell. 
But people, like I said before, people need to move for whatever reason. They want more space, they want less space, and they're gonna be buying or selling in the same exact market, right? So yeah. if you're a seller and you're selling in this market, you're gonna, you know, you're going to, you know, be in the same place to buy something. So if you're selling it for above the ask based upon what your what your what your notion is, I, I don't think that's gonna be the case in, in most situations. Right. Um, you're probably gonna sell at a little bit of a discount. You're you're also gonna be buying at a discount. Hey, John, I'm looking here. Um, 364 listings came off last week. Okay. So, I, I mean, we don't have a, a, a monthly chart on off-market, so I can't tell you what the frame of reference here is, but I, I, I think that's ticking up, um, as I guess you would expect, right? I mean, um, I, I kind of think that, listen, if, if inventory comes down and demand comes down, I mean, look, we're all expecting it to go down a little bit. But like yeah. John was saying, is, is you, you know, buyers may not have as many options as they had before. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's interesting. And, and certainly there are sellers that I've been in communication with. I mean, it's the middle of March, right? This is when a seller wants to be on the market, you know, if yeah. they had their druthers, um, you know, that are just, you know, that are going to wait, wait, wait and see what happens. And, and, and that's fine. And then there are buyers that we are speaking to out there that, you know, that need a place to live, right? So yeah. they're going to be looking to make that move. There are also buyers out there that are, that are opportunistic investor driven buyers that yeah. um, that are looking for that opportunity, you know, wh which I believe will exist to some extent, you know, in, in a, over a moment in time, how long that moment lasts, you know, I think is as good a guess as any. Yeah. I, I think one of the ways that I sort of envision the current market is I think, right. It's sort of a two prong thing. Like I think the first prong is the virus prong in which everything just kind of comes to a standstill. Uh, buyers pause, sellers pause, and it's kind of a, it, it becomes just an illiquid market and anything can happen in that. You can have people hitting bids way down low. You can have people taking offers way up high just because that's the nature of the market. You, you get what you can get. After that, whenever we come out of that, maybe it's June, July, I'm not quite sure. I imagine more people are going to be focused on the economy. And in that case, I can imagine the, the, um, the listings coming back onto the market, the sellers coming in, maybe there's some people affected by the economy want to sell. The people who wanted to sell in March, as you were saying, are maybe trying to put their units back on the market. There might be some estate sales uh, coming in. So uh, I can imagine there that we might have a little bit more inventory uh, seasonally in September, October, perhaps than we would have normally. Uh, and I'm just curious on your views when you talk, when you're talking to buyers and sellers about the markets now versus what they can expect in a couple months versus, you know, should I wait to list or not? What's that conversation look like? Yeah, it's, it's hard, right? And, and each individual situation is different. Again, if you have to make a move, right, then the conversation is, it, you know, goes a certain way and you're going to look to, you know, do your best that you can within the market. If you don't yeah. have to, then I think, I think you're waiting. You know, at least you're waiting, you know, uh, e even even buyers that I've had conversations with um, that that are looking for an investment are saying, OK, well, let's 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 take a look at where we are in two weeks. Right. Let's at least digest this a little bit. But like, you know, to your point about the liquidity in the market um, and where we are in September, September, October, I do agree with you. I think we're going to have, um, you know, assuming things, you know, settle, settle, settle out over over time. You know, we will have inventory, you know, to be yeah. looking at then. Um, I also think that if you remember, you know, back in 2009, the market then, you know, mm -hmm. that what you described is sort of what happened then, right? There, there wasn't a lot going on. And if you had cash, you were getting deals done and the deals were done substantially below the asking price because those were the only deals that can get done. 
Right. Today's market's a little bit different because there is debt. Now, although, you know, there's been a huge run up on refis that, you know, banks are dealing with right now and rates actually ticked up because of that. I, I would imagine that'll, that'll, that'll solve itself to some degree over time as well. But as long as you can get debt, you know, I think deals are going to continue to happen. You know, the frequency and the velocity in which those happen obviously is going to slow down. And you know what, your, your comparison to 2008, 2009 credit crisis, what's so unique is like this feels like some kind of a, a, a mad child of what happened in 9-11 and what happened in 2008, 2009. And, and what I mean by that is like in, in 9-11, everything shut down. Like 2008, 2009 credit crisis, we didn't have global economic, social and business shutdown, you know, but in 2000, in 9-11, you know, the city did shut down and everyone for, for a few weeks and even months, it took a while to get back to normal, but everyone was scared about, you know, buildings were getting evacuated at that time. Um, everything just kind of hunkered down kind of thing. And, and this is totally different, right? This is this whole virus thing is a completely different type of, this is a global kind of economic shutdown. Um, and it's like we got this bulk and it took a year. It took a year to get back from 9-11 shutdown. You know, I don't think we fell dramatic. I mean, the credit crisis was a dramatic lift, guys. I, I think there were some deals happening 30, 40% off yeah. in early 2009, you know. Um, and, and yeah, if you paid cash at that time, you were getting some amazing deals at that yeah. time. Um, I don't think we're, we're not falling like that. You know, 9-11, I think we fell, you know, 15, 20%, 10, anywhere between 10 and 20%, depending on the product and situation and the pricing, like you said. Um, and it took about a year to get kind of back to where we were before 9-11 happened. I remember because I bought, right? I bought at that time. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a planned thing. It was just, a, I was looking to buy for a while and I just I found a great place, you know, and I was scared out of my mind. I bought in October, 2001. I signed a contract. I was scared out of my mind. Um, so I was following it. It took about a year to get back. So this time's a little different. Um, you know, I, I just, at this point, I wish everyone's safe, you know, yeah. but if you had any, any um, words, I, I totally agree with the opportunistic buyer. I, I think the opportunistic buyers out there are coming out there. And, and Russ, look, I don't know if you can see the screen. Yeah, I see it. We, we've been, we were like at the bottom of a five-year downturn, and we were just coming back. Right. That, that's what's so interesting about this whole thing. You know, from, from a real estate market perspective, you know, we, 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 it, it almost felt like, right, if you remove what's happening right now from the equation, it almost felt like we were coming out of a buyer's market. I mean, I the January and February market was on fire. Right. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, things, things like this happen. And so what's so interesting about this from a real estate perspective is New York City was in a buyer's market. Almost the entire rest of the country has been in a seller's market. Right. There's been this this talk about, you know, a potential looming recession over the last couple of years. Well, now we're going to get it. Right. And and, you know, how does that affect this market further? You know, you know, yeah. what what do we see in trading? How does it affect the, the, the market nationally? It's going to be. You know, it's just a very interesting time. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, I mean, I think on that note, I want to end it over here um, and keep it short and sweet. Um, but I really do thank you for your time. Thank you for coming, Russ Putterman. Um, thank you, John, for setting this whole thing up and doing the remote settings here. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad it worked. <laughs> yeah, glad it worked. And we're uh, gonna be doing it's gonna it's we're gonna be doing this for the foreseeable future. So yeah, you know, I, glad I, everything works. I'm glad the internet is here because I mean, imagine this environment without the internet. It's amazing. Yeah. And there's a lot of agents, there's a lot of great agents um, like you that are out there and they want to tell their story about what they're seeing and they're seeing different things. And I think it helps all of us 
um, in the industry to kind of understand, oh, that's what they're seeing, that's what they're seeing, that's what they're seeing, sure. in order to kind of just um, get our narrative right for our clients. And at the but end of the day. Just one quick question to Russ before we go. Russ, how do you keep your machine, your team machine running here uh, in, a, in a, so, a sort of a pausing environment? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I mean, we, so look, I, I run a business, right? It's like a, it's, it's a small business on a platform, but I'm getting really, really mindful about number one, um, you know, as a business, what we're spending money on. Okay. Cause that's a really important thing. We want to be able to weather the storm and get through to the other side. Um, I'm in constant communication with everyone on our team. Um, you know, we're getting on video calls and we're making sure that we're doing all the activities that we need to do where we, we are a very heavily, um, goal setting based and time blocked form mm -hmm. team. So we're making sure that we're sticking to those activities. That's great that you can't leave your house. Or you're not leaving your house, but you know, still get up at five, do what you got to do and, you know, start the day, do your thing. So we're having those kind of conversations. And then we're just being really, really mindful about the transaction. Like right now, you know, we don't know where the next transaction is coming from. We never do in this business. Right. And it's, it's important certainly during this time. So, we're just getting very, very granular on every single transaction that we have out there to make sure that, you know, it can go to the next level. And we're having good conversations with the other agents and our clients and the attorneys on the deal to make sure that we're staying ahead of anything. And, you know, one thing is, you know, the, this idea of having remote closings, right? Because who knows what's going to happen. So I had a conversation today with a management company and an attorney you know, what are they planning on doing? How can we make this happen? Let's stay ahead of it just in case that this is something that we need to do. Um, you know, those are all just really important aspects of, of how we're able to, you yeah. know, keep going and listen, just have conversations with people, right? I mean, yes. you know, see how they're doing. This is, this is the, the new, the new reality for the foreseeable future. Well, it's, it's great advice. Stay, stay in touch, stay ahead of the curve. And, uh, you know, hopefully things will work out for the best as we sort of all emerge from this together. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we, we got to beat this thing and uh, we will beat this thing. So thank you so much for your time. Stay safe out there. Everybody stay safe out there. Thank you, Russ Putterman. Thank you, John Walkup. This is Nolan John. We're talking Manhattan. We'll be doing this all week and we'll catch you next time. See you, Russ. Thanks. Thanks, guys.